Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Cider Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir. I'm joined by Kerry Warbis. Kerry, we're in slightly uncharted territory. We are indeed. We're in Podcastle, which is sort of like <laughs> Newcastle. But yeah. we've, uh, we've For the last hour, we've been racking our brains with a few technical hitches. So we're going to we're going to record in in this instead and see how we go. So, you know, Podcastle, if this works out, if we don't sound like smash robots by the time I listen back to this, it's been a success. We, <laughs> it was either that or there would be no podcast. So perish the thought. <laughs> it's been a cracking week. We can't not talk about it. It doesn't feel like a week. It feels like I spoke to you two days ago. I know. Wasn't that nice? We did a little Patreon special on Wednesday evening, just for sort of half an hour. So if you would like to listen to those, sign up to Patreon for just a couple of pounds. Yes, we will be led by you a little bit on this. We're not saying it's going to be every midweek because we've got lots of stuff on, but we'd certainly, there was a lot less Archer's chat on there, wasn't there? More kind of stuff that's going on right now silly stuff mm. and things like that which i think is probably probably healthy but um yeah. we're always open to suggestions about what you thought of it so far all the comments were very positive and uh yeah some lovely mm. comments about that maybe there's something you think we should be talking about reviewing watching god knows what yeah suggest a way suggest a way so kerry let's take a little break Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Stella and Ruth. Oh, no, not Ruth. Pip. Pip. It's wishful thinking. I want it to be Ruth. Sorry. I mean, I've had some suggestions for couple names for them. What are we going with, Kerry? Strip. Oh, yeah. Why not? Or what else would it be? <laughs> Pipella? I was trying to remember. I had some, um, someone, Vincent got in touch on the mm. Instagram, but he came up with different suggestions for Brad and Mia. The best one I thought was Myriad. <laughs> oh, very good yeah i don't want that to happen very much though because mia's okay, not pleasing right. well, me i'm sure we'll come to that let's get back to your favorite new couple stella and pip yes it's moving along a pace isn't it they had lido lido what do you say i say lido i say lido oh cool we agree about something matthew <laughs> I know. That's probably going to be the only time tonight, so enjoy. Yeah. Um, they Then they nipped away, didn't they? Brian was going, oh, go to the pub instead. And actually, that they kind of did that because they ran away from the cold water and necked a bottle of wine that was rolling around in Stella's car, which sounded quite fun, and then found two more bottles of 
nice Merlot. And Tiddly Pip was... Nice. Tiddly Pip was a bit, I was going to say annoying, but it's too bloody obvious that, isn't it? Oh, I liked their fantasies that they had about how where they're going to end up in life. Did you? you got to be realistic, though. Pip said she wanted a, a house big enough for Rosie. <laughs> and a box set. That's going to be sort of pressing against the window pane that box set, isn't it? <laughs> well, Daisy Badger who plays Pip in the in the Just Eat ads that she did. There is a there is a scene where she gets pushed right up against the glass with a squished face. And I was imagining her like that's all that's all of her space that she'll have left with as Rosie's playing <laughs> with her toys. That's funny that it's Just Eat as well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> When's Rosie going to roll into that room? <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a bit weird the way Pip said, you know, I hate to ask, but what was that bottle of wine doing in your car? Like, Why do you hate to ask that? See, a normal person would go, hate to, they'd do it in a jokey way, but Pip, it sounded like a bit of an interrogation, didn't it? And yes. sort of borderline accusing her of being some sort of alky <laughs> who's hiding bottles in funny places. Did you say it was Merlot, Kerry? I think you'll find it was Malbec. It was Malbec, you're quite right. It was nice Malbec because it was complex and fruity. And I thought, well, that's Stella. And I was thinking, what would Pip be? And I thought medium bodied and vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) Best left stored on its side in a dark room for 10 years. (laughs) And never opened. Can be enjoyed now or never. (laughs) They're getting along, aren't they? Helen even joined in, didn't she? With the sheep wrangling which is now a hangover cure. Have you ever been near livestock with a really bad hangover, in particular sheep? It ain't pleasant. Oh, no. But she did like it better than turning cheeses. She did. She she also said that she could handle the Montbelliards, but they were nothing compared to this lot. But why didn't she just say they're nothing compared to yous? <laughs> I liked how Pip thought that um, the sheep were like eels. Bit worrying, I think. What's in that Malbec? Massive. What's, what's she seeing? Maybe when she's looking at Stella, she's seeing something different as well. I don't <laughs> Can I be a slight curmudgeon and totally devil's advocate? And it's not my opinion at all, but someone's going to say it. Bit of an age gap there, isn't there? Is there, Matthew? No, I don't know how old, actually, Stella is meant to be. I mean, Pip's in... Pip's just turned 30, hasn't she? Isn't she early 30s? Has she? It's really weird, isn't it? I just think of her... Because her voice is sort of like barely breaking. I always think of her being about 19 or something. Oh, God, that's telling. I just put Pip Archer into Google and Google said, you visited this page on the 7th of August 2022. She was born on the 17th of February 1993, which would make her just coming up to just turned 30. Yeah, okay. Right. And then Stella is... Maybe it's not so much. I think of Stella in her 40s. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I went out with someone very briefly who I was 10 years older than them and um, in the end it didn't work out and he one of the reasons was he he thought the age gap was too much and then he went out with a woman who's 15 years younger than him <laughs> it's almost a double yeah it's almost funny a double that isn't it there, isn't there yes <laughs> so bloody typical isn't it it's gonna happen I think I mean all this stuff about her they both talked about their partners, well, Pip at least did, someone who was as interested mm. in farming as she was. and Who talks about it 24-7 is her demand, isn't it? Well, I mean, Stella practically does that, doesn't she? Stella felt that Pip was lacking ambition because of the just wanting a house that f- can fit Rosie and a box set in it. Whereas 
Stella wanted, what was it, a sandstone farm on the Welsh borders and with a big range <laughs> for cooking Rosie's dinners on, I presume. That she said something about where we'd curl up in front of it or something. What, like eels? <laughs> yes. A woman obsessed. Do you think there is a sort of frisson between them that either of them are actually noticing yet? I think we're meant to suspect that Pip is getting a bit, getting a bit fizzy knickered. That's a very good term, Kerry. Um, yeah, she she wouldn't <laughs> mind having a little uh, a little go on Stella. I think Stella's just a little bit preoccupied and probably doesn't consider Pip to be in the game. But ah. I mean, there's no record of Pip being into girls, is there? No. Don't think so. Oh, that was it. Stella went on about ancient grains. <laughs> I think it was, wasn't it? They had really weird names like Arncorn and Zoot. Wasn't that the acronyms that Linda was using tonight for different types of spies? <laughs> yeah. She was funny. So they're nailed on to nail. I think so. Is Stella going to drag Pip off to the Welsh borders and she'll be gone? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Or is Stella Stella's going to move into Brookfield, isn't she? Oh, God, really? Uh... Yeah, they're going to take over Brookfield and be a lesbian farming couple. No, because Stella's in the little cottage that both Josh and Pip were squabbling over. And then when Stella came to yeah. view it on Ruth's suggestion, Pip was like, no, it's already taken. Sent her packing, didn't she? And mm. then had to quite yeah. um, tail between her legs style, come back and and Stella was very, uh, she, she was the bigger person there, wasn't she? She's going, oh, I'm sure there was just some mix up and no problem. And then she took it, didn't she? Yeah, for a bright woman, I'm hoping Stella is sussing Pip like we have. You know, even the bit where Pip was wanging on about Kate and the gate and I'm going to give her the hairdryer treatment and she's my cousins cousins cousin <laughs> and then sort of went oh no i won't really i think it was the fact that she was suddenly in conjunction with helen giving an outsider like stella an insight into how bloody incestuous this whole village is and it's a little bit embarrassing yeah. and she just didn't want to go on with it i reckon it'll become a regular uh, uh spiritual home chase the sheep they just all go out you've got some like cosmic twat from <laughs> east anglia <laughs> running around the fields i liked how stella had put signs on the gates and thinks that people at spiritual home can't read <laughs> <laughs> and also i thought hang on a minute they're going Oh, it's, it's definitely someone at Spiritual Home who's left the gate open. I thought, you don't know that. Again, there were two times where things were being said as definite where they don't actually know. And one of them was that, and the other was to do with the sausage roll. Seems as, you, as you've touched on it, Kerry. I've touched on the sausage roll. Let's hear what you have to think about all of that. Obviously, George has not been a very good worker. He's had two verbal warnings. He speaks to Hannah in a hurried way but it could have been his sausage roll because he you could hear him right at the beginning of the scene sort of going oh, God, delicious <laughs> and a bit of a rapper sound and then they found the rapper but they don't know that it is him for sure do they and i think it was handled really badly from a sort of if you're going to accuse someone of gross misconduct like brian did with stella you need to know that everything you're saying is right, even if it's a newly 18-year-old relative. Stella, you mean to say this sausage roll is going to cost me 75000 now, 75000 next year, and then a further 75000 
Brian, but it, have you seen the sausage roll? <laughs> but what annoyed me about it really is that they don't need to frame him for anything. Just deal with his inadequacies that you can see and are experiencing in a correct manner. By method of deduction, it's his sausage roll, Kerry. Even admitted as much to Brad. He said something along the lines of, there ain't no proof, so they can't say what happened. Yeah, he's right. Have you watched Agatha Christie? <laughs> I've seen some of her works, yeah. But surely, <laughs> surely he is admitting to Brad there that he did it. Well, Brad directly asked him, didn't he? He said, was it you? And he just swerved that and went, well, they've got no proof. They can't prove nothing. I, so it may well be his, but they don't know. This is my point. Don't say you know something for sure when you actually don't. I listen to too many crime things and this doesn't wash. I think it's about who has access to the site though, isn't it? And you've got Bob the Cleaner, Jodie. Bob the Cleaner. Neil Gibson and George and possibly one other person. I don't know. And all of those people know about the biosecurity. And it's far more likely to be George than any of them. And he was there and he was eating. And Hannah did come in on one of his many breaks. I think yeah. Susan Susan sure. will befriend someone who's very good with AI. And she will fake Hannah on the CCTV from the shop, buying a sausage roll in order to get him off. I mean, you know, I get a little bit of a bang. When you ever when we're discussing George Kerry, I get a little bit of a bang mm. of um, that interview that Nadine Doris gave in the lobby of the Commons, where she was voracious, like voraciously <laughs> defending Boris Johnson against all the transparently terrible things he'd done and what a liar he was. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, okay. he's got his faults, definitely, but. You know what I'm like? I'm really sort of pernickety about doing things the right way. And that is not the right way. Because what it does is it gives him room for criticising you, doesn't it? And actually, there's loads of stuff, like the two verbal warnings will have been about stuff they've seen and that are going on right in front of them. But this was such a sort of flimsy... It's just a wrapper in a oh, bin. It's the nature of it, though, isn't it? it oh, all right, OK, they can't 100% for sure say it was him, but I think 99.9%. .9%. Yeah, that's not enough, is it? Oh, OK, Kerry, but, I mean, the jury's out, or the jury's in. <laughs> There's enough to sort of hoist him on, mm, isn't there? I mean, there? it's... What do you big. think of Emma's behaviour? Oh, she's blind and blinkered, isn't she? I'm not blind and blinkered. I am not Emma. And I'm not Nadine Doris either. But Neil got really riled with Susan, didn't he? That she won't believe her own husband over either George or Emma's protestations. I did enjoy Neil going, he's a liar and storming yeah. out. He's not a lawyer, by the way. I that would like to hear Neil fire someone every week. Because there was that bit where he was like, you can't <laughs> fire me, Granddad. I can. And I am. Leave the premises. You have breached biosecurity. You know, I've tried to do what's right. And I thought he was going to say, Hannah, you're fired. Mm. <laughs> Put his arm around George. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. I do think, you know, Brad and George have now bonded a little bit over this, although it's a bit of a sort of a tussle 
between the pair of them. They still bicker, but they did actually apologise to each other. I quite liked that scene whilst they were sort of chomping on probably sausage rolls. I don't know. They were eating something, weren't they, and knocking about together. And lovely, lovely Brad said, you know, just apologise. They love it. They fucking love it. Just say you're sorry and show that you've perhaps learnt from this. And he got a bit annoyed with George, but eventually they did say sorry to each other, didn't they? After George had suggested they have a party and called Mia Harry Mia. But I, he's no saint. I'm, I, I know what his faults are. I'm not an idiot, but... Are one of his faults that he seems to be particularly nasty towards women? Yeah. He's, what, what did he say about Hannah? He said, uh, oh, she needs to come begging to me to go back to work or something. Her, her in particular. I mean, she's quite annoying. <laughs> Case for the defence there from Kerry Warvis QC. She can mm. be annoying, for sure. I never used to like her character when it was her pitted against Neil. The thing is, he, in a professional capacity, he's been a total dick to her. And it's in a very stressful, strapped workplace. He needs to pull his weight. And he is deliberately Slacking. slowing the yeah. pace down. Yeah. As Neil pointed out to Emma, and Emma's, Emma Twint, George would yeah. do that. And my God, I mean, me, me and you had a conversation mm. off air. I think it was on WhatsApp. And I said, probably part of the reason is I've know in my past people with that accent who behave like that, whose parents were like Emma. Oh. And it is very frustrating when you're trying to tell or your parents are trying to tell their parents what another kid is like. And they're like, you'd never do that. You did say about the voice thing and him reminding you of people, but I didn't know that you, you didn't mention about the mothers being like that as well. I love, I did enjoy Emma sort of suddenly being told about the two verbal warnings and, you know, her and Susan flapping going, but Neil, you, you never mentioned that. But this is all part of the manipulation, isn't it? Like they're all tearing each other apart because of him mm. and because of his behaviour. So he is a wrong un. Yeah, I've never said he's a. I've never said he's a right right un. I I really enjoy him. I think he's eighteen. Bit of an idiot. Strange background with the sort of dad who's a brother and a brother who's a dad and what have you. Don't think Emma's that great as a mum either. No, I think Ed's the best of them, isn't he? Yeah, that's saying something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you thumped something? Yeah, was it a fly? Just a of Ed oh. <laughs> made, made me hit the bottom of the table. Yeah, listen, I um, enjoy um, I enjoy George very much as a character. He's he's played well, and I like on Twitter. Everybody's really like, "What a wrong and stri string him up." So I like sort of trying to be a little bit provocative against them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's on purpose. There is more darkness to come with him with us hearing we are going to end up hearing what he's thinking and what he's doing mm. and there are going to be other people like emma and susan running around saying like no no he didn't do that like just like the whole thing with the bench mm. and the manipulation of oliver and all of that he causes more problems yeah for that family than anyone else in it so when he said to brad i'm older and i should have known that that was going to get us into trouble i am sorry he sounded genuine am i a fool did you think he was a bit genuine no i think it's pure manipulation oh, he, no. he's at a low ebb now and he needs someone and he's mm. he's going to get something out of brad he's going to get something out of brad and mia you know last week is it the I party said that, in the short term well 
there was that whole thing that I said about uh, that the Hunt Ball stuff might come out, and we we were like oh, saying yeah. how that might happen. I think it would be totally uh, George's area of expertise to try and like do a revenge porn thing, try and record Brad and Mia, and in doing so, we'll actually end up recording them saying, "Oh yeah, and remember what we did at the Hunt Ball when we caused all that chaos," and he's going to then have that Ooh. instead of them shagging. This is a very detailed prediction which we won't forget yeah. well done matthew yeah that's i can imagine that as well good one i hadn't imagined it i i don't ever really think that far beyond what i've just listened to <laughs> with the archers although i did think today that when rob couldn't get out of the car park i was thinking right he's gonna die in the car park near the barrier he's just gonna be stuck there for months <laughs> Like Jermaine Pennant's car in the car <laughs> yeah. park out in Spain. He'll rack up a massive parking fine whilst the tomato that's growing in his brain sort of gets bigger and bigger in the hospital car park and just sort of slump near the barrier and fizzle out. That's my prediction. <laughs> Listeners, which one do you think is more likely? George revenge porn or Rob forever stuck at the exit of a Hampshire hospital with the barrier going up and down? With a tomato in his down. head. Yeah, with a slow bunch of people like behind him well i can't wait to talk about him well let's not wait yeah after the after the episode of the the sheep and then helen took the call mm. she was like oh, at the end oh. she went when's it gonna end yeah it's gonna end uh, um in exactly 24 hours tomorrow at this time <laughs> i did like that it literally sort of did the theme tune as soon as she when will it end yeah. now <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Do you think she wasn't meant to say that? They left it in by accident. No, I think the band are there behind a dry stone wall. And she's like, and go. I reckon it's the sheep playing the music. <laughs> the eels. I like the eels, actually. The band. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. The guy. Well, it's just one guy, isn't it? He just has a load of people who rotate around him. He does but, one um... particular song. It's so sad. Oh, it's so lovely about looking at a woman. Anyway, I'll find out and send you it later. But I did feel on re-listen mm. that the sheep voices were being done by Neil and Eddie. Sheep voices. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Well, we have thought that before, haven't we? Or I did, I think. You thought Neil was Linda's llama. Oh, sorry. Right, okay. Similar. Yeah, because the llama went... <laughs> and you said it sounded just like Neil. That was borderline, that hairy thing in Star Wars. Uh. Do you mean Chewbacca? Yeah, can you do him? No, okay. my friend can do it really well. I can. It's quite hard, isn't it? Neil did a good growl, didn't he? About that's what I said. I want to hear him. I want to hear him give someone their cards every week. I look him straight in the eye and he lied. Yeah, he really went for it, didn't he? Anyway, back to Helen getting that phone call. What an annoying fucking phone call that was! Don't you think, Doctor Weber? Uh, okay, I thought you were going to say just in the sense that it involved Helen. Yes, it involved Helen. So that means it's annoying. And then it gets fucking annoying when Dr. Weber is an absolute tit, really. <laughs> Wasn't she? She was like, um... Hello, everyone's dead. Oh, no, sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Sorry. I, I always say that. <laughs> yes. I'm calling from a hospital. Something really bad's happened. Oh, you've got 
children. Forgot to say it wasn't your children. Um, I've got children myself. Silly me. <laughs> ben, she was, Helen was going, um, oh, well, what is it? Oh, I should have mentioned I'm a neurosurgeon or whatever she is. I can't, consultant neuro, what was it? I don't know. I think during that call, Rob's in the background going, for God's sake, keep to the script. I mean, the extent of this production that he's gone to with sets and actors is just incredible. Isn't I know. It? Oh, consultant neurologist. That's it. Right. I'm in Hampshire. I loved it when Helen shouted, I'm not in Hampshire. So you can do better than that, Helen. Just say there's a restraining order on him and you stabbed him. You know, do mention these reasons. She went, oh, it's complicated. And the Dr. Weber went, yes, these appointments can be very complicated. Yes. <laughs> no, not the appointment. There was a lot of shouting at Helen from people's kitchens, living rooms, what have you, at the radios, I think, at that point. And then she bloody went. The amount of mileage they keep doing down to Hampshire, mm. Swindon, Gloucester. Yeah. I thought they could have sent Lee and Tom back down to give them another kicking in the hospital. <laughs> They're rendering the EV charging station useless. With all these gas guzzling miles, aren't they? So that, yeah, Kirsty, I was like, good, Kirsty's going. She'll sort Rob out. I thought we would hear Kirsty and Rob in the same room, but no, she was waiting Denied. outside. Denied, yep. <clears throat> then you hear Rob, and he went really weird this week, didn't he? Really horrid Rob came back. He's got an aggressive tumour, and he was aggressive. Yeah, I like the bit where he was like, uh, send the bloke doctor in, will you? <laughs> yes, yeah. Where's the chap? <laughs> oh, he said some corker awful lines, didn't he? He was vile. Yeah. And Helen was remarkably placid and patient throughout. He went to Dr. Google, didn't he? And had done self-diagnosis <laughs> and he had all the answers. Well, just cut it out then. Like, uh, <laughs> it's too big. What do you mean too big? Just cut my head off. Take it back out. Sew it back on. <laughs> when he said, just cut, well, cut it out. I was thinking Kirsty would volunteer going, uh, I'll help you with that with a rusty <laughs> butter knife. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant to the doctor, like, cut it out. Stop giving me bad news. Uh, cut that out, will you? Cut everything out. So he's got three months to live, which means basically he's going to die around... A few months, isn't it? Mid-October. A few months. I was imagining Christmas time, but maybe it is sooner. Well, that'd be good. <laughs> then they could burn him in a big pyre on the green. Is that what people do at Christmas in Avonbury? Yeah, probably. I mean, you have to get um, Linda to check in one of her many brochures mm. or the research that she's doing. Yeah, they mentioned a bloody motorcycle display team this week yeah they? Uh, that it was a police one from the past so maybe harrison can reenact it just on his own i like the way people just kept going a fucking bronco <laughs> over and over again <laughs> no one was interested in that were they no i mean they knew what they were doing there didn't they and what were the what were the other things there was was it sheep racing or did i dream that bile troshing oh yeah there was some event that Joe Grundy had invented that had never even existed. And then there was like welly banging. I thought that was just when farmers get very lonely in the top field. <laughs> Wasn't it eel wrangling? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an elver eating contest huh? where my dad lives. Where you eat your elders. <laughs> that might be on the NHS soon. <laughs> yeah, probably. I wouldn't mind if someone ate Sykesy, to be honest. Oh, who knows? I mean, I think Sykesy was getting holistic massage from Bess, which is why you got a bloody sheepdog. Where is she? 
when all of this yes. chaos is unfolding. Ben's got her in the fucking laurels doing like Reiki or something. <laughs> yeah. I know, Matthew, you are so right. I thought that when there was Helen, Stella and Pip wrangling the eels, I was thinking, get on your blower to Ben. To your brother. Yeah. Yeah. But no, 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 we can't have any eel wrangling. Eel dogs. Linda has now smelled a ferret. She is aware that something is afoot with the help of Joy, who was able to point out. Mm. I like the bit that she... The way that Joy was like, yeah, you fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. And then Linda eventually went, yes, I have been somewhat of a mug. <laughs> God bless her. Sorry, I'm just pouring. So they said that they are involved in a coup de fate. Wee oui, wee. Oui. And speaking of French, my daughter went to Paris today. Oh, nice. Can you think of any other famous coup de fates in history? Do you mean coup as in Scottish for cow? I was going to say that the fall of Ceausescu's regime is because he uh, refused to move the hook the duck stall. Ceausescu reference. That's the third time in as many weeks I've mentioned Ceausescu. I, I won't mention him anymore, I promise. <laughs> You've got to get him in somehow every week. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> I really want people to just start sending us like anonymous expressions. I always remember I used to listen to these sports broadcasters and people used to send them Roy and HG and they would send them things that they had to say during their sports commentary oh, yeah. on Sunday afternoon. Nice. I was listening to the one time, and you just knew when it would happen because they would crease up laughing as well. <laughs> and they were they were talking about this really terrible decision mm. in this AFL game. They were watching him, he went, "But that's not it. Do you know the real, the real bloody Misha Schmidt up the ass is?" <laughs> and I was just like, and then the other guy just started laughing. We can do that. Yeah, we could. Well, how, how do you know? Like, I'm not doing it with Ceausescu. Ah, who's paying you? Oh, I was very glad the riots had stopped in Paris for my baby girl. Oh, of course, there. yeah. Yeah, it's really hot there as well, 30-odd degrees. Bloody raining here. I saw the the headlines that were just Brits fly into hell. <laughs> it was like, what, you mean they go on holiday to a hot country? <laughs> yes. Is that what you mean? How are you coping in Europe in hell, Matthew? Hell hasn't hit here yet. It's kind of around the high 20s, and today is actually a little bit stormy. And tomorrow we've got like a beginning of a big event around here. Oh, yeah. Another one. This one's called Noit Branco, which is White Night, which isn't a racist event. <laughs> it's just everyone wearing white and going out in the street. It sounds weird now yes, I'm saying it, it does, actually. Yes. And part, it's getting part, worse. Part of the celebra <laughs> yeah, part of the celebrate it does look like you've joined kind of like a cult when you go out. I'm not I don't have any white clothes. You wouldn't be surprised I'm to not, hear. No. They've crocheted all the trees. What with? Oh. Well, traditional crochet. I don't know what happened there. We had a port we had a an incident yeah, on the we did, recording. Didn't we? It said I suddenly got counted down and it's just started again. Dear Cider Shed listeners, we seem to be experiencing a slight technical fuck up. In fact, the whole recording has been a bit of a Johnny Mercer on question time. Please bear with us, and we will be back with you after a short message from a wholesome or possibly despotic product placement from our advertiser. Okay, guys, we've had a few technical difficulties. We had them at the end. We have, we've had them in the beginning. And uh, yeah, we're going to quickly wrap up and get out of here. So sorry. About Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like that, but if you're a Patreon, you had a midweek special anyway, so you can't really grab it, can you? <laughs> Not much else. The only person we didn't really talk about that we were going to talk about was Harrison and Fallon, wasn't it? But, you know, basically Fallon is, she's yeah. already told Harrison the job that they needed that was vital to their way of life he can now go part-time without even getting a confirmation from bridge farm on the lease which does seem a little bit rash on her part she's been a bit manic hasn't she yes she has and just at the point where mortgages are about to just go mental as well yeah mentioned the lease monday tuesday is now getting aggy about the fact it hasn't all been sorted out harrison uh, didn't get his wildlife crime officer job i imagine that he went into that interview in a full bear suit really earnest I liked it when he said uh, on Tuesday, he went, um, I love watching the kettle too. Blimey, he is getting bored, isn't he? He meant cattle. It was Tony's longhorns. I was trying to think, did he? It's not beyond the realms of belief that he would say that, though. Watching a kettle. Yeah. Yeah, he'd rather do that than work, basically. Watching kettles is more up his street. Fallon said she can't watch any um, police shows with him because he gets really annoyed at the factual factual inaccuracies. And I thought he'd be like, Harrison, they're going, what are those silver things with the keys they're putting around the wrists? Exactly. What, what's, that room with the, what's that room with the bars they're putting them in? <laughs> oh, there's lights on top of the car. Why didn't anyone <laughs> tell me that? As if he knows anything exactly, Matthew. So, yeah, that's a, that was a bit of a weird one. I mean, she cornered tom in the oh. farm shop today mm. didn't she i like that but it was very quite honest of tom to just suddenly admit well i've got some shit takes yeah what did you say i've got some uh amazing shiitakes at the back no one wants to see tom's shiitakes at, <laughs> at the back <laughs> no not really Lind- and, and then he offered them to linda in a paper bag <laughs> i don't think so like when you go shopping in primark and it's raining that back just all the bling that oh. you I've just had an awful thought about Tom's shitarkies on um, some of Adam and Ian's pizzas. Uh, all right. <laughs> shit. Tell you what. Shit pizza. Between that and the tech difficulties, any reviews, Kerry? Yeah, we have got one review. We've got one review and it's a lovely person called, now it's M-I-E-C. I'm thinking it's Mietch, some sort of possibly, you know, like um, Eastern European, mm-hmm. I think, possibly, I don't know. Although it's Mietch Heggy Heggett, uh, which doesn't really sound Eastern European all of a sudden, does it? But anyway, don't know what I'm talking about. He's but, and I know it's a he because he's said lovely things to us on Twitter, and he's but Cider House Rules. Nice. Thanks for helping me understand and cope with the hideous and trauma-inducing habitants of Bridge Farm and Brookfield. I had nowhere to go for a coping strategy till I found the cider shed. Thank you for your help. Laughing, crying laughing emoji, three stars. (laughs) Three? Yeah. Brilliant. Now, either Mietch has fucked up, or that's actually, you know, three stars makes him laugh to the point of tears <laughs> i don't know what a five-star podcast would make me actually <laughs> probably sort of just spontaneously combust so thank you for writing that review Mietch. three stars is better than two stars is all i can say <laughs> we've got a 
Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast where some people got in touch to say thank you for the Patreon special we put out. I felt a bit bad because we talked about poo for a little bit on that special. Quite a bit, and, yeah. Uh, someone, was it Nimrod, said just before, she went, as long as, long as it hasn't got any bits about jazz or singing, I'll be fine because it'll put me, it'll make me heave. And I was like, oh no, there's worse <laughs> to come with that. Uh, Ian said that he wouldn't sign up to Patreon until you promised to do a candid review of all the other Archer's podcasts as a members only treat. God, we get asked this a lot, don't we? We really do. Yeah, I'm game. Yeah, maybe one day. I mean, it's yours and Peter's story to tell more than mine, although I have... Mm. I have watched from the wings with great amuse. But let's just say Ambridge on the Couch is great. <laughs> and we love both of them. Both? Isn't there three of them? Oh, so sorry. Yeah, I really love Tonk. Yeah. The OGs I was thinking of, you see. Uh-huh, okay. On Instagram, Francesca said, thanks, always up for a bit of bonus content. Kate said she was so excited. I said, don't get so excited. <laughs> it was just, uh, <laughs> you know, just trying to downplay it a bit. But it was nice mm. feedback. So, yeah, we've got an Instagram yeah. at the Cider Shed pod. And I believe that's the same handle as our Twitter, isn't it, Kerry? It is. Yeah, at the Sidership Pod on Twitter. We did have some lovely feedback about the midweek one on Twitter as well. So thank you for that. I did thank everyone on Twitter. So yeah, we'll maybe do that not every single week, but as and when the mood takes us. Yes, as we said on that, we are aware that some people only listen to the Omnibus, so therefore a show discussing the Archers so far in the midweek might be spoilerific for mm. people, but actually we barely discussed the Archers, did we? <laughs> All right, and if you want to get touch in touch on email, hello at thesidershed.com. And if you want to become a lovely Patreon, you can do so at www.patreon.com forward slash thesidershed. All right, Kerry, I'm going to try and figure out how this new editing program works. Good luck, darling. So if you're hearing this, it means that I decided against all the it's odds. It's a f***ing miracle. F***ing write a five-star review. Yes, all of you. Yeah, no, that would be great. Yeah, just do it. Just kidding. We're not threatening people. We're not going full George. <laughs> No. Just one last thing before I go. A little bit worried about Jim's Riley with Jazza and Tracy going up them slopes in the Highlands. I got to mention it. Worried. As in, will the car make it, or will those two make will it? Will those in two the car? make it? Oh no! Yeah, I'm just saying. Got a bad feeling. Bad, bad feeling. I think it'll be at the, oh, my... the phone ringing at the house in the middle of the teen party. Really? Yeah. Goodness, you are good, aren't you? Not cross my mind whatsoever. I'll just sit here thinking about the tomato in Rob's brain. <laughs> All right, everyone, on that note, we'll see you at some point in, well, probably next week. Or maybe yeah. before, who knows? All right. See you next time. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hang on.